0: Welcome to the Destination Kingdom podcast, where one friend sharpens another. I'm your host, D, And I'm Key. So welcome, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Destination Kingdom, where one friend sharpens another. Um, we have a surprise for you guys. So we have a uh, guest on today's show. Her name is Jasmine Mm Shanice. She is a brand strategist, a faith influencer, a podcast host, a wife, a mother, and I'm going to let her tell the rest of her story, but (laughs) welcome, Jasmine, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, so like they said, my name is Jasmine
1: Shanice. Um, I'm a personal brand strategist for women of faith and women in ministry who are trying to build more reach and influence online. Um, so I am a full-time entrepreneur where I own my own business. This is what I do full-time. Um, but on top of that, I have a podcast that I'm launching um, also called Her Brand, Her Ministry, where I just talk more about how God has designed our brand to be our ministry and kind of just what that looks like, Um, and so I'm happy that you guys have welcomed me on the show, (laughs) another kingdom, you know, faith-based show, so I'm here for it. Yay.
2: Well, thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you. yes, 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 Go ahead, D. So um, just to kind of dive in today, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what made us ask Jasmine to be on the show. So she made a post um, about her relationship and how she kind of had to surrender her relationship goals um, to Christ. And so a lot of times on this show, we've talked about how we surrender our lives and our businesses to Christ. But we kind of wanted to have a conversation about what that looks like in a relational setting, um, because to me, it's very different. So.
0: Yeah. So, Jasmine, the first question: dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Um, Can you give us a little background on your love story? Yes. (laughs) So my husband,
1: which I've been married now for like a month and a half, you know, so newlywed still. Um, But the testimony is I met my husband right after college. So, of course, we were young and, you know, young and love and everything just spiraled really fast. Our relationship was built on fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was built on us just having fun together, doing crazy things, being around the city, being in these streets. Okay. Right. Um And so, um yeah, things happen really fast where, you know, God, we both knew God. That's what attracted us to each other. We both were raised in the church. That's what attracted us to each other. But at one point when our relationship started to get a little hard, God wasn't so much in the midst of our relationship anymore. It went from. <clears throat> You know, going to church every Sunday to skipping it and just staying at home. Um, And doing other things that we maybe should not have been doing. (laughs) Um, So it was definitely something where everything was going good in our relationship. We got engaged. Um, We had a baby. Well, we had a baby. Then we got engaged and then things just kind of started to get hard and God was starting to challenge us. And it was right after he had like just got baptized in church. And so if you know how that is, like Mm -hmm. you going to go through a roller coaster after that or you just get Mm -hmm. challenged in general. Um, so we didn't really know how to navigate because our relationship was always up. It was always fun. We didn't have drama. We didn't argue. Um, but because we never had as many issues, we didn't know how to navigate them. Um, so when things started to get ra- rocky, um, we didn't lean on God or even know what that really looked like to do in a relationship. Um, so things went all the way left. We ended up calling off our wedding um, and it was devastating <laughs> to be somebody who like we just had a baby um, for a lot of people. We probably were relationship goals and it was just kind of like everything was taken away from me. Um, so you know, being raised by a single mother, your biggest fears to become a single mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just went through all of these things and basically through the process of just letting it go, surrendering it to God, saying, Okay, fine, if that's not what you had for me, I'm gonna go after what it is that I know you have for me. And that's when he told me to leave my job and start my business and all these great things I've done. Um, but bringing it back full circle. He never let me really leave him alone, even though I wanted to. I prayed (laughs) about it. <laughs> um, like, I was like, please release me. <laughs> um, but God, like, made me stay in his life, made me be his friend, made me be his confident, confidant, and there for him. And I wanted to hate him. I wanted to have nothing to do with him. I didn't want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. But when you're a parent and you're trying to be a mature parent, you're like, OK, he has to be in my daughter's life. Like, that's not a question. Um, So, yeah, that's just kind of what it looks like for me. We got back together. We got rekindled um, and then we had another baby. And then things just still weren't going right for me. I'm like, we're not doing something right. And what I'm not going to do is do what we did last time. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to, if we're going to be together and this is going to be a thing, like it has to be God. Like, so you're going to go to counseling. I'm going to counseling. We're going to do marriage counseling. We're going to build our faith. We're going to build our relationship with God because I'm cool with staying a single mom, even if I have to, if it's not God's will. Mm -hmm. Like I was so adamant about that to where we both just start growing like crazy. Um, And God started doing things in our individual lives and together. And we finished marriage counseling and, people have prophesied over us like this is your husband and I'm like mm, no. <laughs> check again like <laughs> make sure make sure it's time now right. um but yeah our, our testimony is just we ended up eloping recently getting married because our pastors um some pastors in our church were the people who did our marriage counseling and they told us the date and they felt led for us to get married at this certain time and we were just like cool we had no reservations mm-hmm. we felt like we had built up our relationship with God and had him in the midst and learned what it looks like to have a godly marriage and have him in the relationship. Um that yeah, I just felt like okay, this is his will. Um so let's do it even if it wasn't un- if it wasn't at first very
2: comfortable. Mm. Yeah. I think it's something to that um peace that you have when God tells you that this person is for you. Um and sometimes I think I also sometimes think just from my personal story that people, sometimes you feel like that person is for you and you've communicated to God. And in that season, that person is for you, but they don't always make it to that marriage side. So mm-hmm. um, there's a piece that comes with knowing that I actually listened to God and I followed what he told me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's something you can't really explain. It's like people are like, what does that piece feel like? Like, Mhm. Like, I don't know it's, word, it's no words for it but I get mm-hmm. that <laughs> yeah that's so beautiful
1: <laughs> it, it even reminds me what people even say like when God tells them that that person is not their husband you know yeah. like you might be in love and happy and everything seems great and going great and you high over heels in love that doesn't make it God's will
2: yeah yeah and definitely, I'm like, look, that's my story. <laughs> it was my story, I should say. It's not my story anymore, but it was. Mm-hmm.
0: It was. It's right. hard. Right, right, right. Um, you talked about surrendering your relationship to God. Like, what did that look like for you? Because you talked about you wanted to stop talking to him, but was there a season where you... I mean, you all had a child, so clearly you really couldn't stop talking. Mm-hmm. But right. was there? Like, I wanted
1: to be petty. Right? I wanted to be <laughs> You're
0: petty. You can't, you can't, can't talk be. to my kid unless you talk to me. Child, but no. listen. But were there like <laughs> boundaries that you kind of tried to put up, and then Jesus was like, "I yeah. didn't tell you to put up the boundaries."
1: <laughs> right. Um, well, just surrendering to God in general for me looks like just being a sloppy mess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's what it was for me. Like, uh, I cannot do this on my own anymore. I done tried. I done failed. I didn't embarrass myself. I'm hurt. I'm everything. I'm a mess. Like, if I'm going to be better, it's only going to be on you. Like, just straight being like, I'm done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, And mm-hmm. that that is what surrender looks like to me. It's saying, like you're not perfect. You weren't meant to be perfect. Um, you know, there's going to be things that you want that maybe I don't want, you know, it was just a full saying like, fine, like my life is not my own to you. I belong, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, it was a whole situation, me in a closet on the floor on my face, sobbing type of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So surrendering is not pretty. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Man. not pretty. Um, so for me, it was um just me in the process of building my faith, and that's when God was having me do all these things with my business. And also I learned I was very comfortable in my relationship, um, to where, you know, well, he knows me in college, so I was mm-hmm. like always like super busy, ambitious, mm-hmm. student leader doing stuff. Yeah. But in my when I when we did get engaged, I was super comfortable a lot of dreams and aspirations that I once had, it just kind of was in the back of my head. I wasn't I wasn't just the same jasmine. And so sometimes even, you know, maybe God was doing what he was doing because he wanted to shake things up in me again. Um, and he knew I was just chilling, really Mm. (laughs) just comfortable, just being a mom overwhelmed, like, okay, I'm a fiance now, a new fiance, a new mom. Like I was just trying to figure it all out. And, um, God could have definitely shaken things up because he needed me to refocus. He needed to get my attention, whereas otherwise he might not have got it. Mm.
0: That is so good. Um, that question about surrendering, it really hits home for me because that's where I'm at right now. Like, I'm literally like that crying in the closet, that boo-hoo, like, mm-hmm. Lord, okay, I know what I want. I I think I hear what you say, but I can't really tell. And until I get some clarity, like, I'm not doing nothing. I, I, I'm not touching nothing, saying nothing, moving nothing. I'm not doing anything but staying right here on my face to mm-hmm. you. And no matter what your will is, help me to accept it and help me to just rest in it. Like that's a big <laughs> thing for me is just like resting in not doing anything but trusting God. And that's so foreign, <laughs> especially I think mm-hmm. in our in our culture today with our generation, the concept of resting in God or just the concept of rest, period, is like, like yeah. you know, you need to be always hustling. You need to be mm-hmm. always doing something. If you, mm-hmm. like how you know, people say, like if you didn't, if the pandemic didn't bring out the hustle in you, then you never had it. And it's like, yeah, Man, yeah. some people are fighting for their mental health. Some people are fighting mm-hmm. for their faith. Some people are fighting to pay their bills. Like, they don't have mm-hmm. time or the the luxury right now to start a business or chase a dream or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, that's... Yeah. That's really you good. Know. And some people are grieving like it's
1: COVID 19. We're in a, <laughs> a pandemic. And though I used to agree with a lot of those posts, like, yeah, hustle, hustle, hustle. But I was like, I actually don't really agree with it anymore. And God had to deal with me with coming out of that hustle mentality and how that's not what faithpreneurship is. That's not what kingdompreneurship is. And it looks a lot different than just the regular doing business as
2: usual. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think God always gets you to a point where he has to break you um in your life so that you can really get that clarity that you guys are talking about. Um I know for myself the crying on the floor, the ugly cry. Look, laying on the floor like yes. I'm like I think you have to get there so that you can really hear like this is what God has for me. Um and I think that's also what gives you that peace that we were talking about earlier. So
1: Mm-hmm. And that Kiera
0: Shear's new song "Something Has to Break," girl. <laughs> I was listening, just listening to Kiera. <laughs> we were listening to her album. Her it's that song "Um Big Big Big," girl. Mm-hmm. That one had me in a worship before this recording. Like Denitra and I were trying to get ready and stuff, and I said, "So I was like, I need ten minutes because I was just in the bathroom, just going in on mm-hmm. that song. A whole <laughs> album is a whole bop, like." Yes, <laughs> talking about, about her on last week's episode i mean the last episode that we did mm-hmm. we talked about um actually her faith and god bringing her husband you know what i mean and them mm-hmm. doing the and, and you know just kind of doing it their way um mm-hmm. I hope in a way like what you're talking about so
1: mm-hmm.
0: walk us through that um eloping process how was that
1: Well, I think eloping may not be the correct term because later I found out eloping is like when you don't tell your parents and you like just go leave and do it. Um, But to me, I called it eloping because it was us literally a month's notice just doing it. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is I already had a wedding dress. I already had the flower girl dresses. I already had all the decorations because I called off a wedding and I never wanted to throw anything away.
2: Right.
1: So I was ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like most people don't elope in a ball gown wedding dress in the backyard of an Airbnb. Right. I was ready.
0: (laughs) I had everything already. Yes, Um, your dress and the um, I don't know what it's called, but the thing that you had over your shoulders, like everything was just I had all of that. (laughs) (laughs) It was beautiful. I was
1: here. Thank you. Like for us, it was basically just saying, like. I just want people there who are my immediate family. I'm talking about it was only mom, dad, and siblings, no cousins, aunties, not even grandparents. Um, and I had my best, best friend there who was also my maid of honor back then because I had bridesmaids. I had everything, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. But she was there because she's like a sister to me. Um and I felt like I needed a friend there because at the time my mom had got COVID or was currently getting over it. So I thought she couldn't come mm-hmm. and I'm not that close with my dad where I wasn't raised with him. So like I needed a voice. Somebody helped me fill that void who was close to me, you know? Um, and so it's just been a blessing how he was able to bring our families together. Now me and my dad talk more, me and my brothers talk more. We never used to FaceTime, um, but my husband's family, they're Big on family, and I watch him call his cousins and FaceTime each other. And you know, family just pops up at the house, you know, they're from the country. People don't call (laughs) right (laughs) before they come. And I'm I'm from the city, I'm from Oakland. I lived in Atlanta. Like I'm a city girl out here in the country. And so it's definitely new for me. But like this whole process has been a surrendering of me. Being a city girl, being cool with just living in the country, you're playing it small and being humble and well, not thinking of it as playing small, but he just having to change my whole mindset, like about everything. And so even back then when I had my wedding dress, it was too big. And I was supposed to get it adjusted to my body back then. But three years later, I done gained weight. So
2: <laughs> and then we did all, perfectly, right?
1: right? And then we all <laughs>
2: so, gained weight. All
1: right. Maybe that was, you know, that could have been God's plan. He knew maybe I was going, you know pick up a few pounds. Yes. And like, when I tell you everything was just like, I didn't have to really order too much. And I went with the fake bouquet. And before our mind wasn't in the right mindset. I mean, I wanted everything big, fancy, only real flowers, everybody coming, trying to impress people. But this wasn't about pressing people. This was about just giving our relationship to God. Really. That's what marriage is. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it was for us.
0: That's beautiful. It is. <laughs> That's it. We got
2: the next question, D. Yes. Um, so, were you ever scared that y'all wouldn't make it?
1: Yeah, I think fear <laughs> always still exists. It's just not entertaining it or feeding it in, into it or giving fear any authority or you know because when you went through something already naturally it's like okay well clearly I know what you're capable of so you know I already know what I'm dealing with here Mm -hmm. and trying not to have that mindset is what marriage counseling showed us in general like you know how to think um mindset shifts like I had to tell myself you know that When I do have fear, when I do feel anxiety, when I'm stressed out, all these things that I used to put on him, when I'm nagging him, telling him how I feel, you know, trying to get him to see my perspective, whatever. I was taught that that's the point of God being in your relationship Mm -hmm. because you go to God with those issues,
2: not your spouse. And the world don't teach you that. That's good. That's good. Look, I'm a new fiance. So I'm I'm here for this. Thank you. <laughs> and I
1: thought like, you're my confidant. Like I tell you everything. You get all the smoke because mm-hmm. you my husband. Like, mm-hmm. um, but they were like, no, like even if y'all aren't on terms at the moment, even going to God saying, well, God, how can I partner with you so you can do what you're doing in his life? Like. It's like a God first approach. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been a Christian, been in church my whole life, what have you. But I've never had things really broken down to me until like the last five years of my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I just want you to know you came for me, Jasmine. I know you say <laughs> testimony, but Jesus just I, all the way came for me <laughs> um, because Danitra knows my life. She knows my story. And uh, that whole thing about going to God first, that's actually on my faith board this year about like, before I tell anybody anything, I got to pray first. I got to pray first, I got to be quiet for a little while and ask God to give me the wisdom and and the knowledge on, okay, how do I handle this? Is this even something I need to say? But I have done that before where I'm like, nope. You going to hear everything I got to say? <laughs> gonna, nope, this this is my problem with you. you this, hello? <laughs> you going to fix it or not? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know? And I was over-communicated like
1: that too. Like, I feel like that's what you're supposed to do. That's what communication is in a relationship. Like, you have to know how I feel. Now, mm-hmm. granted, it's not that they don't know how you feel. It's just that, you know, I don't know. Like, maybe God reveals to you timing. Sometimes God will reveal to you that you're just being petty. um but yeah like and it's not to say I'm perfect and I do this all the time but it's now I have the the knowledge and the wisdom that that is how it's supposed to work so when I find myself like wanting to go at him or like you need to understand how I feel it's kind of like maybe I should like talk to God about this a little more because yeah I'm dumping all of this on him right now and clearly it's too heavy and that's what the grace of God is for. So
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think God works with you on like, even how to deliver that message when it's time for you to tell your spouse or your person, you know, like he tells you like how to approach them and like mm-hmm. how to say, because when you mm-hmm. do it with your emotions, it's like, dang, bro, I really just snapped on you for no reason. <laughs> right? like, yeah. And it could, if I would have took some time and talked to God first. Like, okay, this could have been done a lot better.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm have you guys like adjusted to apologizing in those moments where like okay dang I messed up I should have went to God first before I came to you I'm sorry like how do those apologies kind of look when you're trying Mm -hmm. to reconcile that yeah I apologize I think
1: we apologize to each other a lot actually because it's like You have your moments, and you have to recognize that you are human, and this whole perfect spouse don't really exist. It just is a matter of you know saying I'm sorry (laughs) if you need to, and being okay with you know, agreeing to disagree, or just being okay that he may not share the same opinion, or just being okay if he don't have nothing to say. And that used to irritate me. You ain't got nothing to say. (laughs) <laughs> you ain't got nothing to say. Uh all of that.
2: <laughs>
1: oh Jasmine,
0: girl.
2: Right coming for these necks. <laughs> I've
0: been chopping. God is over here chopping. And for, for our real friends crew, um, we did go to college with Jasmine, and Jasmine and I particularly we had our own friendship in college and We didn't talk a lot after college, but we kept up with each other on social media. And when we saw each other Mm. out in the city, it was always love. Mm. Um, So I say that to say, Jasmine has no clue how she chopping. I'll say in my neck specifically. (laughs) But this definitely God speaking right now and uh, confirming some things that he's been dealing with me on. So, amen and amen. And it's so hard because when you think of, and I was
1: raised by a single mom, right? So that yeah. whole scripture about, you know, submitting to your husband, it was always a thing that we, an ideal that I, like, naturally challenged. Like, making sure people knew the rest of the verse. Like, he submits to me, too. <laughs> get Amen. it right. Amen. <laughs> and even the scriptures about being slow to speak. And when you start looking at Proverbs 31 woman, you will be like, is this realistic? Like, cause God know me, he created me and I got a lot to say, <laughs> um, but just learning, like, you know, you want marriage, marriage is a godly thing. So you're going to have to learn the godly way.
2: That part. Look, and that it's part. just
1: that, <laughs> that on that.
0: <laughs> dropping gems, dropping mics over here. Oh, we, uh, I think we covered that last question. Yeah, yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. The last question was about how do you surrender in your marriage? And I think you have definitely touched on that with just the surrendering process being ugly and then also having to apologize because we're not perfect. Um, and that's the whole point of this podcast with D and I sharing portions of our lives and portions of the past and present. Um, and then just kind of being honest with saying, like, we're not perfect, but God still deems us worthy. And mm-hmm. there's nothing that we could ever do to make him say, you know what? You're not worthy of my love anymore. You know, besides mm-hmm. continuously mm-hmm. reject him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right.
1: But even like surrendering your ideals or expectations of who they are supposed to be or how you wanted them to be as your significant other. Um, Because you have to, I remember a quote back in like, I don't remember when, but it was a quote that basically says like, we have to each commit to our own development. Like we have to commit to our own journeys. And if our journeys is, you know, down a healthy route, then we'll always meet each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being okay where like, if I'm on a whole spiritual journey in my Bible and he not, that's not the case right now. Luckily I got him a new Bible for Christmas, Amen. but it's kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it's not that he's a bad person. He's a sinner or if, it, if the roles were reversed, and mm-hmm. even my pastor talks a lot about accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability in relationships are real because it's like at one end, you don't want to judge; you want to understand and have their own journey. But also, I've learned that our relationship has to have some kind of healthy uh, accountability. Because mm-hmm. granted, if I start falling off and saying, "Forget all this branding, ministry, faith-based stuff, no more," and I decide I want to start going back to like smoking sessions and drinking and going to the club, it's has to be some kind of accountability there where it's like well you know based on your goals and Mm -hmm. the things that I know you want to do in life and based on the things I know God has told you like are you sure like you can't just be like sure girl like I'll roll your blunt like (laughs) there has to be some Mm -hmm. kind of accountability in a relationship where we do have to sometimes maybe check each other if we see ourselves going down a route that maybe God didn't want us or intend us to go down, but also try not to judge and be all up in their personal journey, where it's like you need to fix this and this, this and that, because like it's it's a balance.
2: Yeah, yeah, accountability is important. Look in in romantic relationships, but we also talk about it from a friendship perspective too. Like you need mm-hmm. accountability with your friends and your man, okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> And that's sometimes hard too, because you have friends who may not be where you are in your spiritual journey. So the wisdom you seek and the feedback you're hoping to get, maybe your friends can't give you that. And then it's kind of like, well, what do you do? And so me confiding in uh, my pastor, who was our marriage counselor, or just connecting with other faith-based women has been helpful for me just in 2021, Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm able to have those conversations that I maybe can't have with my direct friends.
2: Yeah, that's real. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Very
0: much so. This has been an amazing episode. I feel yeah, like, um, Jess, we're going to have to talk offline.
2: <laughs> like, she definitely dropped some gems for me too. I was like, ooh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. i don't know everything y'all but i'm just sharing you know my journey what i've learned what god's revealed to me you know all that good stuff good.
0: <laughs> so real friends we um jasmine if it's okay with you we wanted to post the link of the ig um post that you had that actually inspired this episode in our mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. Um, and that way you know people can kind of find your IG and tell them where else they can find you and, um, your brand and your ministry.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Cool with that. (laughs) Okay. And then, um, look, if you know, do you know when your podcast is launching? Um, yeah, it's actually supposed to be launching soon. I'll say, um, definitely in the
1: next coming month. Um, yeah, God's because it's such a god thing like he be having to release it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. and so that's always hard because it'd be like i've been ready to launch since you know times (laughs) are ticking Mm -hmm. but yeah so it's coming soon definitely in the next month um for sure um so just be on the lookout follow me
2: yeah. On good Instagram and stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, let y'all know when it's coming out another faith based
0: podcast. So. Yes. yes, so Jasmine, what is your handles on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, all that good jazz?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's Jasmine Shanice, um, um, that's my middle name, Shanice, but it's spells C H E N I C E, so it looks like Chenice, uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Jasmine Shanice across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram, of course. Um, but yeah, also jasmineshanice.com is a way to connect with me, um, especially if you are a woman of faith trying to build your brand, trying to get the strategy, trying to reach who God has called you to serve, trying to get your messaging together, um, trying to translate the things that God has put on your heart into a brand, a ministry, and how that you know looks when trying to you know, brand yourself and show up online and stuff. Um, So, you know, that's really big in the world right now, like the brand. Um, But that's like my thing um, where I feel like God has gifted me to like really understand, especially with women of faith, because he gave me that niche.
0: Um, And so, yeah, that's what I do. That's how you can connect with me awesome awesome well thank you real friends for tuning in it's been another episode it's been real we love you guys do you want to say anything in closing? no that's
2: it thank you jasmine for being our first official guest yes (laughs) and i'm sure i am sure that our audience will enjoy this as much as we have um she definitely dropped some gems. so (laughs) yes thank y'all for tuning in to another episode with us
0: Yes. And we will
2: see you all in two weeks.
0: Bye. Bye.